everyone and happy Tuesday. I am Dr. Marianne Mercer. Welcome to my Positive Life Answers podcast. I'm your podcast host and self-improvement expert, Dr. Marianne Mercer, and you can call me Dr. Mary. Welcome to episode 24. I call episode 24 creating productive habits. In my Positive Life Answers podcast, my goal is to help you transform the quality of your life and help you create the life you desire. The goal of my podcast is to help you make improvements and changes in practical and empowering ways. So let's create the best life ever. If you're new and just discovered my podcast, a warm welcome. I'm so glad you found me. Don't forget to press that follow button and follow the podcast so you don't miss out on future episodes. Thank you for those who are continuing to listen to my podcast and support my podcast in many different ways. Please don't forget to leave your positive reviews and ratings on your favorite podcast platform. So please don't keep me a secret and share with someone who would benefit from my podcast. And thank you for those who are continuing again to listen to me and for those who email me messages and questions. And please feel free to email me now to tell me what topics you would like to hear about more in future episodes. So let's get back to today's topic, which is creating productive habits. You know, as a result of working with people and groups for many, many years, I've experienced and I also researched a few topics which include habits of successful and happy people and optimism. I have written four self-improvement books and I speak on this topic to many groups and organizations. Interestingly, I was interviewed by a writer who wanted to create a story for their publication on how to make a good habit. They proposed to become a client of mine to get the full experience and to be able to develop their story, showing what worked for them and possibly talking about what may have not worked for them. Even with the possibility that this writer may not feel 100% pleased in the end with my method, we embarked on this journey together. They became a case study for me as well. So today I want to share with you the best lessons that I learned as well as my client from that experience. Here are some top keys that today I will share with you that they experienced and wrote about. I want to share them with you in your journey to create your best life. So here's some things I want to teach you about this whole experience with this writer. First of all, number one, willpower. Willpower was a first topic for this individual. And willpower, I'm talking about willpower and making habits such as taking care of yourself better via whatever it is you're seeking, such as creating better life habits such as exercise or making some changes and improvements in your life. Willpower is not a strategy. So let me repeat, willpower is not a strategy. This person talked about that they had the willpower to make these changes, but that is not a strategy. It's all about what I taught them was focus. And it's all about focus. An activity becomes a habit. When you feel guilty, you have not done it. Instead of feeling stressed out that you have to do it. Let me repeat that because that's such an important point to really grasp. An activity becomes a habit. When you feel guilty, you have not done it. Instead of feeling stressed out that you have to do it. This is the secret key. So developing habits, as you know, takes time. Developing a habit takes weeks of focused planning. And focus planning can take up to six weeks, sometimes eight, to feel more like a natural part of yourself. So it's important to understand that people tend to give up too soon and expect all to be running smoothly in just two to three weeks. Well, that's not going to happen. It's not the case. It takes time. So be patient and focus. 
Focus is an effective habit building strategy. And this is what you can learn from my podcast today. So let's explore how to get there. This uh, individual writer who became my client experienced my method, wrote about it, and then boiled it down into these key steps that really helped them succeed. And the first one was, they called it lose the limiting language. As I work with this person, we both noticed that they use the word try a lot. I'd like to try to do my, for instance, yoga routine at least five days a week. Immediately I taught that person the words try and maybe often prevent us from embracing new habits. Words such as try and maybe often prevent us from embracing new habits. Why? Well, because they don't let you make a full commitment emotionally to your habit-changing goal. And in research that I conducted with my co-author for some of my books and a husband, Dr. Michael Mercer, we found that underachievers use the word try seven times a day. However, those who were more successful and successful executives didn't use the word try at all. We found that underachievers in the work world use the word try roughly seven times a day. And the most successful um, executives and workers did not use that word at all. They said they will just do it. They will do such and such. So lose the limiting language. And if change sounds too daunting when you're trying to jumpstart into a new habit, replace it with the word improvement. The second key, they called it searching your soul. Establishing a good habit begins with some inner work. Sit down, relax, take a moment and quiet and list activities and things that really would light your fire. This will help you determine whether or not your new activity is a fit, whether or not your new habit-seeking behavior is a fit or not. You need to reflect on that and rate it. And if it's a high rating on a 1 to 10 scale, is it really important to you, then go for it. Otherwise, you're going to dread doing it. And dread makes a feeling that becomes a major obstacle. It is difficult to meet more than three objectives during a six-week period, so stick with one goal or maybe two or three behavioral improvements that support this primary goal. Stick with one or two goals at the most or maybe one or two behavioral components that will support your primary goals, such as I want to feel more flexible and strong in my body by doing exercise. Well, that's a good goal, but you need to be more precise. What is your exercise? Well, for this particular person, it was yoga. So yoga was a way to feel that way, which was a highly desirable goal for this person. And he found that that was something that was really important for him, given the phase of life he was going into. So that was a way to take care of himself. It was high on his list of priorities, and that kept him to make a commitment to this goal and he became more focused on it. Let's review. Number one, lose limiting language. Let's just try to search your soul. If this is what you really want to do, then go for it. If it's not, then find something else. Then number three, find a formula. What we all meant by that is the next step to transform your desire into a set of specific goals is really important here. This has nothing to do with willpower, as we talked about before. The next step is to transform your desire into a set of specific goals. This has nothing to do with willpower and everything to do with putting pen to paper, writing things down. The procedure for doing this is very specific. You need to boil it down to what your goal is, 
what the action you're going to take, how many times a week, and the deadlines. So you write that down. You write that down, and the goal is to accomplish that by a certain deadline because a deadline is the best cure for procrastination. Write your goal. We talked about making goals in previous podcasts. So give those a listen to in terms of creating your best life ever. But right now, talk about the activity that you want to do. Write it down. Put down what that is, such as going to yoga class. How many times a week? Put a number there. What's the deadline for creating this habit by the end of two months from now? And whatever that date is, put it down. And what you do with that is then you pick the days you're going to go and plug it into your appointment book and calendar or your calendar and your phone. That's a great way to remind yourself. So plug it into your virtual calendar. And also it will give you reminder notices a day before, a few hours ahead, whatever it is that works for you, plug it in. And if something pops up and prevents you from doing it, you have to reschedule it right away. Treat it in some way as you would treat an important meeting. Now, what's really important here is I've done that with clients. I've done that with myself. Sometimes things pop up that are important that I need to address or an important meeting I need to attend to. I need to weigh whether it's worth or not missing my activity, such as going to yoga or going to the gym and taking a walk. If it's important to me, I will switch the appointment, but then I'll reschedule when I'm going to make up for that in going to the gym. Other times, sometimes people may just call me and say, hey, I want to go out tonight, and it happens to be, or this afternoon, and it happens to be the time I'm going to class. I just tell them not specifically what I'm doing because sometimes people will judge and say, well, you can miss that. It's not that important to them, but it is to you. I just say I'm tied up at the time and propose a different time. So you need to make a commitment to you. And writing it down, as I just talked about, is focused and it's really good focus planning. Next, number four, choose what we call a carrot. (laughs) I like that title, choose a carrot. The execution of a good habit, by definition, delivers its own reward, but the payoffs are more often in the long run or in the long-term variety such as feeling better about your body, getting stronger, having more energy. And because that doesn't happen for a few weeks in developing a new habit, it should be supplemented with some immediate rewards. We're kind of creatures of immediate gratification. We need to think of weekly rewards to give ourselves and to reward ourselves for carrying out the actions that led to these healthy habits, if that was your choice or your goal for this uh, particular example. We need to think of a weekly reward to give ourselves for carrying out the actions that lead us to our new habits. Make a list of different rewards, I should say. If you can make a list of 10 rewards you can give yourself or indulgences, then you can pick one of those each time you complete your week. Whether it's um, a new book, a new piece of gear, um, an extra hour of relaxation, and going to a coffee shop, whatever it is that feels good to you. Indulging in a word depends upon performing all schedule activities in your week time. So pick your carrot, make a list of rewards that turn you on, that make you happy, and keep that list as a great reference so that each week you can say, okay, I, I did all these great things this week. I'm going to reward myself by and whatever it is, treating yourself, buying something you desire, whatever it is, 
make sure it's written down. And lastly, in this pursuit of doing my intensive coaching with this particular writer, the last important point that they found was helpful for them was recruiting a cheerleader. Find someone who can share your habits and formulas for getting there. This is kind of also what we call an accountability partner. The supporters should check in with you and you with them to see how you're doing for the week. I have a friend that I check in with now uh, once a week, every Thursday. I had a friend before that we would check in with each other when we were going through some major changes in our lives every Monday. And when we did that every Monday, I found that that was really effective because it really set the pace for the rest of the week. Take a partner who's going to be a cheerleader for you, not a person who's going to critique you, somebody who can display unconditional support for you, but yet still be honest with you when you seem to be dropping the ball. So when you feel you've achieved a breakthrough, like sticking to your schedule for the week, share that good news. Some um, last thoughts that this writer experienced, and they did achieve their goal of going to a fitness class for them. It was yoga and a certain number of times a week. They increased their frequency when they first started to the end of our sessions to the five times a week that they wanted. And that was very satisfying to them. One thing that they did find themselves that we had to tweak at the end and that they improved upon was sometimes they still had some words that said, I'll get that, I'll get that done today if I can. I'll try to squeeze it in this evening. There was always tomorrow. That still was a challenge for them. Once they wrote that down and put their mind in an observing type mode. So whenever they heard themselves saying, well, I'm really busy today, but I'll still try to squeeze in class or I'll make up for tomorrow. If that was a repetitive theme, they noted those phrases and they know that they undermined their commitment to a regular routine and was effectively one of their excuses. So whenever they began to um, use these kind of what I call self-deception, self-deception and, and, um, and disempowering thoughts, they reminded themselves to simply stick to their focused schedule. And that made another big difference in their life. So it had to do a lot with their time management, which I taught them. So remember, one of the keys today was focused. Not willpower, but focused. So one of the last big takeaways was what we started to talk with is that uh, sometimes it has nothing to do with anything else except bad management and some vague notion of willpower like we discussed. So remember, it's all about being focused, focused schedules, focused goals, and following them. Now, what I'd like to do is add to this experience some of the other ways that you can make sure that the habits you're attempting to create is really what you want and that you feel most enthused about. I wrote about these um, particular traits in my self-improvement books, um, such as Spontaneous Optimism and my current book, Bouncing Back from Difficult Times. If you use the five-step method in creating the path for your newly desired habit, then take a pause before making that final execution of that focus schedule with reflecting for a few minutes or even a few days. It's important that you focus on these questions or these points to make sure the habit you're trying to pursue is really something you're feeling enthused about. 
because if it's not you're feeling really enthusiastic about it doesn't light your fire it's going to be one of those, those unconscious ways of holding you back so one i want you to think about pursue what you love to do and it will light your fire as well so what i mean here is the best way to start with your goals and your day is to find your passion. We talked about in detail about this important topic in my previous podcast about finding your purpose and vision for your life. And those were episodes nine and 10. So if you really are serious about breaking through these habits, give a listen to those two podcasts. If not, today is a great way to get you started anyway. Overall, what I mean here is to find out what thrills you and you'll find so much energy to get out of bed in the morning and start your day with great enthusiasm. People who have no energy in the morning or even during the day are really like lost souls. They don't have a really good reason to get out of bed. So finding your passion or what thrills you in life can turn each day into a light your fire kind of day and that will boost your mood. So find your vision for your life and evaluate it to see if your current situation aligns with what lights your fire and motivates you in your life. If it goes against what you discover, it might be time to make a change in what you want to pursue. Some other strategies I have talked about and just want to bring up here to help you further today is to focus on what you want and not what you don't want. And worry is the number one happiness and energy zapper. So the fastest way to fill yourself with endless joy and energy is to stop worrying. And when you have a plan and you have the strategy and steps that we talked about today, you can do that. And when you have times that you want to use the word try or make excuses or let other people distract you from your schedule, you need to focus. Focus on what you want and what you don't want. You don't want to focus on that. Each time you have any negative thought, switch it to a positive one, such as a solution to your situation. People who focus on solutions rather than problems, remember, are happy and optimistic. Focus on your guiding vision for your life. And today, why is it really important to have a consistent routine and habit in your life? Here are some important reasons to have a important reason to have a daily routine and habit in your life. When you do not have routine and habit in your life, you will experience many problems, including number one, the lack of feeling control on your life. My research and my books suggest there's a link between a lack of control and feeling unhappy with your life. You want to have what we call an internal locus of control, which means that you perceive that you are in control of what happens in your life, what happens in your day. External locus of control people, people who are not focused, don't have a plan. They attribute everything that happens to them as outside factors that they can't control or nor do anything about in their lives. They believe their lives are controlled by random events and actions by others. And that makes you feel definitely helpless and defeated. So eventually they will worry and worry just keeps distracting and keeps you unhappy. So as you guessed, internal locus control is geared to greater resilience, optimism, and strength. These people feel in control of their lives and exhibit a can-do attitude. And those are the traits of resilient and optimistic people. And two, when you feel a lack of control of your home life, work, or job, you feel that lack of work life, living life, and balance. So when you do these goals and pick these habits, you will feel less tired, less burnout. Problem 
of not having a daily routine is really important and it contributes to a loss of routine for many people. So developing habits and routine helps you set boundaries and limits in your life. This is important to create successful routines and habits for your day. And lastly, uh, lack of self-care. The lack of self-care is because of a lack of a well-rounded self-care routine. And if you don't have that self-care routine or interest in what you're pursuing, you become stressed out. Self-care is an important way to protect yourself from stress, as we talked about before. And most people I work with claim they have no time or so busy that they have no downtime. Interesting, this reporter, once he said it was a routine for this health habit, and he used this setting a focused schedule for other parts of his life, he magically found more time to do other things in his life, whether it was work or other habits, or rather, um, I should say, uh, interests that he had. He found other ways to uh, make additional generating income generating work, pursue other pleasurable experiences like weekend getaways. Those were so much important rewards for this individual. Time bankruptcy is an illusion. Being so busy is an illusion. So stop saying you're so busy because so busy just means you don't know how to create a balance of healthy, productive habits for yourself. Remember, focus is the key here. The routines and habits we discussed about today help you feel more in control of your life and it creates a sense of balance and self-care in your life and you become happier and optimistic. Most successful people in the world have routines they believe are the key to their life, satisfaction, and work success. So we talked about in detail in episode 11 of this podcast about creating daily routines. That will supplement and give you more detail about what we're talking about today. That episode will help you even more in your quest to create productive habits. So give it a listen to to help yourself even more, especially if you feel stuck or unmotivated at some point in this process. If you feel stuck and unmotivated, it may be that you're missing what really lights your fire or what's important to you. So in making habits, changes, or setting goals for new habits, it's really important to reflect. So reflect on what we talked about today and then ask yourself, some key heartfelt questions. We talked about that earlier in these episodes, but today just be aware, just ask yourself overall, what would you most like to have in your life right now? What are you missing? Imagine or picture what you want in your life. And how would you feel if you didn't bring that into your life, such as work, family, relationships, and yourself? What is missing in my life? And what have I not done yet? Just take a pause and think about it. Don't be upset if you have negative thoughts and reactions and let that inspirational dissatisfaction motivate you. Somebody asked me, what's the best way to stop a bad habit? And I just answered them recently in a session. Just stop. Just stop. What I mean is just break free from those excuses. Some people have told me recently that doing something day in and day out can be hard. What did you get your motivation from? What do you use to motivate yourself? What do you do to motivate yourself now? What motivates myself and my clients that I have done in my unique intensive coaching sessions is to focus on these heartfelt questions, your heartfelt vision and outcome for your life. Focusing on my heartfelt vision keeps me motivated to keep working and now focus on the feelings of this is taking too long or I'm bored. And that's what I teach my clients. If you have developed your heartfelt vision for your life, you will not feel unmotivated. So take that as a takeaway today. Let me know how this lesson I'm teaching you 
lands with you and what you're doing with it. So if you have any questions you may, um, or suggestions, feel free to email me at drmercer, that's D-R-M-E-R-C-E-R, at positive life answers with an s at the end of answers.com feel free to also uh, send these comments questions or suggestions using my contact us form on our website positive life answers.com and i will respond to your questions and comments individually and if necessary during my podcast so if you're stuck and need more help on these topics contact me about my unique intensive coaching sessions so use that email address I gave you or the contact form on my positivelifeanswers.com website to talk to me about intensive coaching and request to speak at your organization or conference. And don't forget when you're at that website, you can sign up for my newsletter, which is free, Positive Life Answers newsletter, and receive your free guide called Quick Tips to Become More Upbeat and Optimistic. A note to my listeners, this podcast aims to provide useful information to my listeners. It's published with the understanding that your host, Dr. Mercer, is not engaged in rendering professional services such as counseling or therapy through the contents and comments of this podcast. If professional services sought by the listener, such as counseling or psychotherapy or medical advice, then the listener is responsible for seeking services of a confident professional. So contact your local psychological association or your doctor for um, referrals in your area. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. And make it a fantastic week. Till next time, thank you for listening. This is Dr. Mary. Mm-hmm.